Welcome back to The Dark Side. I'm your host, Brianna. Dyson's back this week. Hello. And this is Dark Adaptation. Welcome to episode 14. Crazy, right? Yeah. It's getting to the point now where we're like, is this episode 13? 14? No, we already did 14. It's 15. No, it's 14. And I did it previously, like, I think last week. Um, I forget. I posted a meme in our story and I said, um, oh, if you listened to episode 13, then you'll get it. But mm-hmm. it was actually episode 12. This was for the oh. money nose. But it's just to the point where you get a little bit confused. So, Dyson, how are you doing? How are you doing today? Oh, I'm, do- I'm, I'm doing great. Feeling spicy today. I'm, f- I'm feeling spicy. I'm feeling spicy. Yeah. Well, I guess I'd be, I'll be like turmeric and you can be. Ew, good. No one likes turmeric, though. You don't like turmeric? No. Oh. I had a turmeric soup once. What? Oh. Heartburn. What spice are you today? Oh, uh, well, I'm always a chili flake. <laughs> chili flake. <laughs> but you're going to go with like hazelnut or. <laughs> what? What's your. F- oh, my. What's your favorite spice? Uh, I'm a big hazelnut guy. You know, a big hazelnut guy? <laughs> I'm not a spice guy. Not a spice guy. <laughs> I like some. I prefer some things that are a bit nutty. It's shit, Austin. Huh, so it's not just me then. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit nutty. <laughs> so, uh, oh, so you're good. You're doing good. That's good. You're um now stop laughing. We're done with the British accents. Yeah, we are. You're doing good. That's good. You're yeah. in charge of the Twitter now. I am. Because I can't do it. Speaking of spice, I'm posting some spicy memes up in there. You're doing really good. Yeah. I get notifications on my phone and I'm like, oh, what's this all about? A retweet. And I go and look at it and I'm like, oh, that fucking kid. <laughs> That's a good one. We got to talk about something, though. Mm. I was scrolling through mm-hmm. our profile, our profile. Right. And there was a, a little retweet about an Aries man. I don't know what you're talking about. Listen. I know it's Aries season. What is it? I know you are in all of your glory. It's true. It's a shared feed, Dyson. <laughs> I am not an Aries man. You're going to start posting some Taurus stuff too then. All right. Never heard of that. Did you know that it's not just Aries season? Like, it's, it's always Aries season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah just so you know i knew that i knew this would come up yeah i knew it would happen mm-hmm. um your time will be over soon before you know it sounds like a threat um square only, up i can't say it's a threat because this is on a this is on a this is recorded but um we'll talk later okay <laughs> she, she just did the cut your head off sign <laughs> <coughs> Just remember this. After Aries season, it is Taurus season. Well, you know, there is the rise and then there's the fall. (laughs) That is so rude. I know. (laughs) That's why I said it. In all seriousness, though, you're doing a good job. I like it. You're posting some funny memes. I like the one about the, the killer. That everyone says is handsome and he has no chin and he's a mouth breather. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. That one was really funny. And then like, because you have total control, I just go in there and look sometimes if I get a notification. So when I go and look through the feed, I'll just, 
I will like be laughing at them and I'm like, that's a good shit. I should like it. And then I'm like, wait, I can't. It's my own. You don't want to be the person that likes your own profile, but I'm not posting it. It's funny to me. It's Aries season. If there was ever a time to get away with it. <laughs> Always comes back. Yeah. So self-involved, Aries. Yeah, well, if not me, then who? Write that down. Write that down. Okay. <laughs> Shit, Aries says. <laughs> if not me, then who? Yeah. Shit, and what else should Aries say? Uh, if I would fight me if I could. <laughs> it's true. Hate that little fucker. Didn't remember I went through that whole like almost a full year where I just kept telling you I had dreams where I was literally just fighting myself, just <laughs> beating myself up. Oh yeah, and then and then um it was also during the time that you kept having sleep paralysis and you would see you call her Shadow Bay yeah because she'd yeah. come in this like creepy shadow would be waiting at the end of your bed in your doorway and it, one time it would she- be it would be like in the uh dark you know when you look into your doorway and it's just the darkness. It'd be like that, like a cinematic kind of, yeah. But like you were never really too threatened by her. And one time, didn't she try and bring you a cupcake or something? She tried to bring me a cupcake. It was weird. And it's not threatened. It's like a come at me kind of, you know, when in a horror movie where the music just starts building and it goes, but it's like a drone. I'm picturing hereditary music because I always do. Yeah, I know. This is more like a... Oh, okay. Like, um... Like in the lighthouse when uh, Robert Pattinson or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck his name is, um, uh, I'm vengeance. Yeah, <laughs> before he before he became that, when he finally gets to the lighthouse and he opens the light and the music just yes. gets super loud, it swells. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like that's what I would hear building up, and then she was just like, "I brought you a cupcake." And I was like, oh. And then we looked it up because you were like, yeah, this keeps happening. And then the interpretation of your dream with the cupcake was that it's you trying to make peace with you. And here's a peace offering for you because you're a fucking Aries, triple Aries. And and you're just trying to make peace with yourself. Meanwhile, you're like, I'm going to fight you, bitch. And I was still squaring up the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. You're a handful. You I can't know. even handle you. You're trying to give you cupcakes and you're like <laughs> Is that a threat? You wanna cupcake. go? Cupcake. No, oh, cupcake. No. Oh. <laughs> and oh and because you sleep in like the dark, pitch black, but there was that wasn't there like a little red light from the I don't know if it was a carbon monoxide thing or what it was. But there's yep. just this tiny little red light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was carbon monoxide, yeah. So spooky. Yeah. I liked it. You're fucked, kid. I know. <laughs> it's actually a really good segue into what we are going to talk about today. Ooh. We're, we're changing, me. Well, well, we already did that, okay? I get over it. All right. Try talking about me for once. What do I like? What do I need? Let's put you, it right here on a public format. You need me, baby. How you doing? Remember. <clears throat> Excuse me. How you doing? Uh, that Hi, wasn't sexy. I'm Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Okay, listen, bitch. We're gonna change it up. We're changing right. it up. This month we've talked about. We did some true crime. We did disappearance. We did uh, um, some other stuff because I forget. <laughs> where, where, where are we? What day is it? We've done a ton of shit. We did. Like, like yeah, you were saying, yeah, like, yeah. Excuse me. I opened a beer. We, you were saying earlier, like, uh, you know, we're on episode like fourteen and we lost track. Like, but like also, t- technically. As far as like postings go, 
No, we're not even. We're on like episode like 18 or 19 because oh, we have two parters. If you count like week or whatever, like yeah. week by week. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of work. Because those were split up because they were like two They're hours long. long or three well, hours. No, in total, some of them would have been like four hours. Yeah. As after editing, because we do have to edit a lot of shit out because we're fucking dumb. <laughs> Just talk about the dumbest shit. And we're like, we cannot put this out there into everyone's earballs. Yeah. We know what we like. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So this week then we've done, or this month, we've done some true crime the disappearance so now i was like let's change it up again because we gotta keep all of you guys on your toes you know we gotta bring the people what they want but we gotta keep you on your toes too mm-hmm. so we're just gonna talk about some haunted shit yes this is shit i love this will oh sorry i burped and it tasted so bad so this will probably be the first part of an inevitable like more sporadic series god damn it we cannot drink beer when we're recording i need to stick to wine it's just sauce. It's just past the sauce. Well, if you drink the beer, you get the burps. If you drink the wine, you get the gummy worm sounds <laughs> that you're chewing on. Let's listen to me. My favorite, you're just like, turn it off. You're just making fun of me now. I was, <laughs> I'm over it now because it was like episode six, maybe. Oh, I, I don't even know what episode it was actually because I don't want anyone to go back and try and figure it out. But we did have to re-record the next day because it was so bad. I was drinking wine and I'm usually good. Sometimes though, it just hits you and nowhere. Oh yeah. And then I was just done, but I'm equally blaming this kid who didn't stop me. I did not have an opening. Or didn't say, Hey, maybe you're not at your finest moment right now. Cause it's, it's it wasn't even airy season. It wasn't. I didn't have the power yet. <laughs> I was eating gummy worms. You could just hear it in the mic. I just stared at you just in awe. I was like, I don't even know what to do. At least you're in awe. Yeah. I have to live with myself. I get it. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know what to do with you. What is wrong with you? You're intolerable. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> so as I was saying, this will probably be the first of like an inevitable, more sporadic series where we just random if we feel like doing something spooky or something haunted we will do this sort of haunted places deal so uh for this week we're gonna focus on southern ontario because that's our home turf baby that's where we're from we've been waiting for (laughs) oh god so accurate (laughs) we gotta do our home we gotta do our home turf while we're talking about haunted shit um this week i think that there's a ghoul that has moved into my apartment Oh, yeah. There's a ghoul in here. Um, I was sitting out here. I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Nice. I don't know what else to do with my life. I just fucking love that show. It's a great fucking show. And, of course, I was sitting with Kobe. So we're just sitting here. And then, from the bedroom, there was just this, like, knocking sound. Mm Mm-hmm. And Kobe, like, perked right up. And he was just staring over towards the bedroom. And out of a dead sleep. And then I was just like petting him like, that's fine. We did not hear anything. Just ignore it, Kobe. I hate that rule. You have a rule with with spooky shit. It's not a rule. There is certain times where you do just ignore it. All right. So (laughs) then he gets up, though, and he sprints over into the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And Kobe, who barely meows, had one of those deep, like, guttural, like, it was so scary. 
So I shook the thing of treats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good call. Good call. And I went in there because I was like, oh, because the one time we were here and the bedroom window was open mm-hmm. and it was like making those chime things I have kind of hit each other. Yep. But I moved those. Those are still right here. And it wasn't that kind of like tingling. Yeah, here is in the living sound. room. Yep. Yeah, right here in the living room. Um, and my and when I went in there just to see, the window wasn't even open. So I have no idea what was knocking in there in my bedroom where I had to go to sleep. Woof. I slept like a baby still, but it was creepy. Yeah. It was creepy. And then um, the next day, I was in the kitchen. And in my apartment, um, a lot of places will give you like a secondary like storage unit. But ours... The storage unit in my apartment is like in our building. It's just built into your apartment, so it's where I keep like random shit in the litter bin and whatever. Mm-hmm. So the door never closes. Just random shit, like literally shit. The random shit, cat shit, whatever yeah. kind of. Sh- sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm f- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Just for like cleaning supplies, my Christmas tree, like just really yep. weird shit that I'm like, I have no room for you. So, um, the door never closes though. Um, I have like these stoppers so that it can't close so kobe can't lock himself out mm-hmm. if he has to shit so i'm in the kitchen i was making breakfast i was like getting, i was getting stuff ready for my smoothie and i could hear that same knocking sound and i was like are you fucking kidding me and i'm just standing there like maybe it was from the hallway because it's the, i'm in the kitchen it's right near the, the front door of my apartment mm-hmm. and then i heard this slow creaking sound and the storage room door was opening. So, of course, I turned because I'm like, Kobe's going to go in there. That's where his litter bin is. No, Kobe was sleeping on that chair in the living room. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you got a freak of a ghost. I'm not done. Okay. Um, It's a turd burglar, though. It's Yeah, he's like, oh, hmm. Shouldn't have said that. I have to sleep here tonight. You have to sleep here. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, um... Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's really into the, the pink litter. I'm not really sure. It's like a lavender scented. I love it. Okay, so then that was like, early, that was earlier this week. It was probably Tuesday night and then that was Wednesday morning and today is Friday. So today I was showering and um, I never closed the door because the fan in the bathroom doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So I keep the door a little bit open just to get airflow or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I knew that you were on your way at some point. I didn't, at this point, I hadn't even texted you yet. So I wasn't sure when you would be here, but I was in the shower and then the door like swung open. So my first thought was, is either Kobe, because he wants to come in the bathroom or is you fucking with me. So I like, look at I the- would <clears throat> never. <laughs> well, it's airy season. I don't know that. <laughs> so I look at the shower curtain and the door is all the way open. So I was like, Dyson? The calling? Like, I don't know if Dyson is here. Obviously, you didn't answer because you weren't fucking here. Yep. So I was like, oh, okay, then it's Kobe. Because if the door is kind of closed over, sometimes he'll he'll lean on it and just push it all the way open so that he can jump up onto the counter. Mm-hmm. Um. So I got out of the shower because I was almost done. And he was like dead asleep in my bed, just like out with this silly little string all wrapped around his paw. Like he was asleep. Woof yeah yeah and then final happened right before you came um i was making pasta and when i boil the noodles i like to keep the lid 
on the pot, but not covering it. So I put it kind of halfway on. So it's like teetering Mm -hmm. and the steam, it kind of like makes a funnel for the steam to go right up the vent. I do this every single time I I make pasta, which is probably too often. (laughs) (laughs) And I was sitting here finishing writing and then I kept hearing like when the, you can hear the water boiling over. So it's sizzling on the burner. Mm-hmm. So I went into the kitchen and the pot, the lid was all the way on the pot. So the water was bubbling and boiling over. So yeah. then I moved the lid back to where it was. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know. Once the, Maybe it's a freak thing that has happened. The lid is back on. Mm-hmm. And it did it again. I came back and sat down and I was writing and I could hear the sizzling and the lid was put all the way on the all pot. All the way back on. That's weird. That like never happens too. I know. It never happened. Anytime, what did you do recently? Nothing. What did you bring in here recently? I do go antiquing. I know. <laughs> it's probably the fucking haunted clock. Because all the activity is centralized in this, right in this region here. Uh, if that clock is haunted, that's it looks haunted. That's the newest, I gotta be honest with you. I, well, I but, love it. It's like, but here, here's the thing. I'll put a, we'll put a picture of my clock. Yeah, but here, here's the thing. I don't care if you're living or dead. I still get to roast your dumb ass. And if it haunted that clock, it is a bougie ass fucking ghost because it's one of those clocks that absolutely looks um, antique and really nice. But it's also an electrical clock. And part of that's just kind of lame. So if it haunted an electrical clock, like what, you couldn't find a grandfather clock? (laughs) You know, one of those ominous ones. You can tell, though, from the back of it this, that somebody made it that way. It's a haunting on a budget. <laughs> Listen, a lot of the things that are falling out of your mouth right now, I'm feeling attacked. <laughs> I am a bitch on a budget. Hence the antique. I bought it for you. <laughs> so it's your fault, then. Yeah, I haven't been paid in fucking three months. <laughs> no, it's your fault because you brought the clock in. Mm. You bought it. I think that's the most recent thing I've bought. So I don't know. Probably all. I probably shouldn't shit. have told you that. Like it was shelved on top of a Ouija board. I was in the aisle with you, and I've never seen a Ouija board there. No, the only ghost we saw there was a fucking drug addict. I didn't see him. He was drinking some sort of beer, and it had pickle in the name. It was really weird. I'm sorry. I um, tried finding it later. I couldn't. The joys of Brantford. Oh, guess how many times I heard sirens today. And saw the, I saw the cruiser out of the other two are probably fire engines, but four separate times. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I saw a fire engine flying down the road and then the other two times were cruisers. And the last time I just wasn't interested. They they were in full force. (laughs) Let me tell you. We're in Brantford. Okay. It's a little special. That's the right word for it. Unique. Uh, New York. Yeah. Unique. Brantford. Yeah. You know what? Mm-hmm. Brantford is in Ontario. That is true. And Ontario is arguably the most haunted place in Canada. Specifically Southern Ontario. Yeah. I can see that. I have a theory. And I have zero grounds to go on other than my brain, which is, you know... It's a pretty cool place it's great. to be. It's wonderful, actually. I love it. I like. I believe it's because. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. I believe it's because of like the major events that have happened around here, like you know the War of eighteen twelve. 
Oh, yeah. And we are in such like a highly populated area with a population that just boomed, especially all of the influences we had during the like industrial revolution and stuff Mm -hmm. and all of like the shit that went down during that time. And I just think that it makes us sort of like a little bit of a magnet for shit. Yeah. We're in a crazy little spot down here. Yeah. There's so much history and you forget. So much. So much. Like, okay. And you know me, I love history. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, don't worry, no one turned this off because I said, oh my god, I love history. I'm not giving any sort of major history lessons, which, but it was so hard. Because I'm like looking at all these cool haunted places. So yeah. then I'm like, oh, but why is it this? Why is it that? Why mm. is it called that? Did it used to be this? And then you learn all about the history of the place. And I was just like, it is so hard for me not to just give everybody a history lecture. Well, also, <laughs> also, I'll make this statement. I'll be the one that gets grilled for it. If you're into true crime, how do you not like history? Okay, I see what you're saying. If you're an avid fan for real. You're literally studying a segment of history. It just happens to be specific on true crime. I guess because some people are like, I don't give a fuck what year it was and what what people were wearing. And if it was the Nixon administration, I just want to know, was she beheaded or not? All of those questions I want answers to. I definitely want to (laughs) know if... The Nixon administration was a part of it. I I definitely want to know what you're wearing. (laughs) I have no idea why I said Nixon administration. (laughs) Tricky dick. (laughs) It's tricky dick. Tricky dicky. Yeah. Hey. (laughs) Dick or treat. Welcome to our podcast on Frost Nixon. (laughs) Uh, And now for Watergate. Let me tell you about it. Was that Nixon? Yes. Okay. I was like, that would be so awkward if that wasn't even Nixon. (laughs) Okay, so the history of Watergate. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd be here for it. No, no, no. We're not going to do that. Mm. Okay, so, yeah. back. I, I'm just, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, it's fucking fucking all. Like, on Southern Ontario is so haunted because of the war and industrialization. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Literally, Hamilton was a steel town, so it was just factory and all this kind of stuff. And it was... Here's your fucking history lesson, you little fuckers. Listen up. <laughs> it was also... One of the most innovative cities in Canada. Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah. They had this whole like really impressive. Isn't it like fucking Steel City? Yeah. And they had this really impressive, but I think before the Steel, I I don't know. I can't say that. But uh, when it was first being like founded, one of the biggest claims to fame was that fountain that's down uh, in downtown Hamilton. Apparently like it's this, it was this big engineering. Yeah. It was this big engineering feat to get the water, I think from the top of the mountain over and and springing out through the fountain but it was this big deal yeah so cool see like shit like that like i love it and also same area fun fact people might not realize this people living in hamilton probably do same area Mm -hmm. there they took me on a tour one time because i used to write for a magazine for hamilton and uh they had back in the 80s hamilton was like canada's new york for the punk scene they were not fucking around like yeah like you would see mohawks the leather jackets like the studs everywhere oh yeah and so like that was the kind of scene it was the gritty punk city that's fucking sick and um in the 80s and they had they these like uh, go start a riot yeah pretty much (laughs) yeah it was it was like that and it was like it was like 80s new york Mm. is what i was told and um they had these like public washrooms, I guess, that were like you could walk in down underground into them. 
and it was oh, such fuck. a crime scene all the fucking time that it was so bad instead of just like you know getting more police in there or something like that they boarded it up and cemented over it holy shit yeah they're still there today but it's just cemented over. It was cemented over, and they actually we wouldn't even be able to just board it up because they would just fucking kick no, it down. No, they they straight up like closed it. Jeez. And uh, I think it was a few years back they actually opened it because they had to get into some pipes or something. Wow. Yeah. It and was that's really cool. Right near the city hall, the fountain and shit. Yeah, right ne- right next to the fountains, that's basically. So cool. It's very. Was neat. there anything else down there, or was it just a stairway to a bathroom? Because you're asking for trouble. Yeah, it was basically just a washroom. What the fuck? That's yeah. weird. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. But also, kind of cool though. Yeah, and it was re- it was near some other uh, 1800s uh, gentlemen's club that was like where the premier of Ontario would go and shit. And Ooh la la! Yeah, that's so neat. And mm-hmm. we're talking about like gritty New York, and I bet that a lot of people, well, around here we know, but um. They film in Hamilton all the time for movies and just try and pass it off. Well, they do pass it off as New York City, mm-hmm. which is just so cool. I yeah. have a couple of points throughout here where um, the places I talk about are filmed in like major Hollywood movies. Mm. Um, but, but like, oh my God, we have filming in Southern Ontario all the time. Yeah. Like Bradford right now, filming for Handsmaid's Tale mm-hmm. and some other show called like ruby road or something i never heard of it <laughs> ruby road but yeah handsmaids tell all the time okay I, okay let's want me to tell you one spooky story yes please i'll get into this one so we're talking about the war and my fucking weird ass theory that i've just decided is why it's so haunted about the war and the industrial revolution uh, i feel like you're not off at all on well that. i just mean that's a, that's some heavy shit mm-hmm. and we'll see more when i talk about like the industrialization and shit like it'll make sense all right Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna first we'll start off. We're gonna go to Toronto Island. We're gonna go to the oldest lighthouse on the Great Lakes and the second mm. oldest in Canada's history. Really? In yeah. Toronto? Yeah, it's the old second oldest in all of Canada. Wow. Right? Yeah. I thought you were gonna ask what's the first what's the oldest? Oh, I, I had a burp. <laughs> <laughs> what's the oldest? Oh, well, Dyson. Um, the oldest was built in 1758, and it's on Sambro Island at the entrance to the Halifax Harbor. I knew it would be Halifax. I knew it. And you know it, too, for sure. Yep. It's that, like, um, red and white horizontal striped one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, that's on, like, every fucking Microsoft screensaver. Bro, I was going to say ba- bag of chips. <laughs> bag of chips. <laughs> My fat ass was going to say bag of chips. <laughs> I love it because I know what chips you're talking about. Those like kettle cooked ones. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So that's the oldest one. And it's that one is still in operation. I'm pretty sure. This mm. one though, second oldest, oldest on the Great Lakes, Gibraltar Point Lighthouse. Great name. I know. It was built out of limestone bricks in 1808 and it was used to guide ships to Toronto's harbor. Uh, well, this means that the lighthouse was there during the Battle of York in 1813. When America's ships invaded the town of York because the British had retaliated in the war of... I'm not, sorry, it's not funny. Because the British had retaliated in the War of 1812 and burned down the White House. <laughs> they fucking burned that bitch down. I know. It's so fucking funny, actually. It's crazy. <laughs> you Fuck. know what? But you then they what? came back we, and retaliated. Yeah, well, we didn't start the war also. 
we sure as fuck ended it yeah but also but we want it it's it's not debated it's debated like the vietnam war fucking it's debated come on okay we gotta be we're gonna lose all our american listeners they know they know but (laughs) (laughs) fuck around and find out that's what happened (laughs) it's it's, it's airy season okay just ignore him sorry we burned down the white house okay so but they came back they retaliated they were back so during the war the first lighthouse keeper was a 52 year old german immigrant named john paul riddlmuller (laughs) yeah i tried sounds like a lighthouse he kept he kept watch at gibraltar point for enemy ships and friendly vessels returning to the harbor sadly he didn't live to see the end of the war because on january 2nd 1815 he disappeared under mysterious circumstances, and his disappearance formed the basis of Toronto's most enduring ghost story, that the lighthouse, Gibraltar Point, is haunted by its first keeper, John Paul Riddlemuller. Oh, why is this so common with lighthouses? I don't know. But where it's... they just suddenly come back to the lighthouse and the guy's just missing. He's just missing. He's just gone. And it's like, January 2nd, really, John Paul? You should have just held out. The war was almost over. <laughs> what was his name? John Paul. Riddlemuller. That's, I say it Russian. I don't... So do you say it's German? so damn German he had to be named after a pope. Riddlemuller. Riddle I don't know. You have to say it really angry. Riddlemuller. You could say, I love you, dear, in German, and it would still sound like you're shouting at someone. It's, it sounds like you're like, I'll strangle you, dear. What? I love you. (laughs) The story goes that he was murdered by two soldiers who had been enjoying his home-brewed beer. Allegedly, Rattlemuller was killed after the soldiers bought the beer, but grew angry when it froze on the cold winter night and assumed that the alcohol content was so low that the lighthouse keeper was trying to hustle him. Mm. (laughs) Beer freezes, guys. Another ver- like one version of the story says that the soldiers had dismembered the body and buried the body parts around the lighthouse, but it's commonly believed the body was not dismembered, but it was buried around the lighthouse in a makeshift coffin. Really? Yes. I would have thought that they would have just hucked him into the water. I know, right? You're on fucking Lake Ontario, but that a- I don't know. So George Dernan, he's the lighthouse keeper from 1854 to 1908. When he was a kid, he had apparently gone looking with his uncle t- for the body because it was like this legend since the eighteen hundred, like the early 1800s when John Paul was the lighthouse keeper. And you're right there. How could you not? Yeah. So he was like, because mm. George's father was the lighthouse keeper at the time mm-hmm. and his name was John. So when he was a kid, he was there with his uncle and they were like, let's just check it out. Let's just like look around. We're here. We're bored. So they were just like digging around Mm -hmm. and 500 feet away from the lighthouse. They actually discovered bone fragments, including a jawbone and fragments of a old coffin. And that's believed to be the bones and coffin that Randall Mueller was put in. So recent research has verified aspects of the legend and has even identified the soldiers charged with the murder really they were they were acquitted but it did 
we do know who these two soldiers were yeah. because this guy named Iman O'Keefe, he did like all this research on it and he identified the two soldiers involved with the murder as John Henry and John Blumen. And they were both Irishmen of the Glengarry Light Infantry, which was a regiment that saw really heavy action in the War of 1812. Oh, so they were all fucked up, I bet. That's what I was going to say. I was like, yeah. okay, so they were probably disturbed and traumatized. Oh, I, and I was going to say because they're Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Irish? Yes. What's I'm 2% Irish. Stop it. <laughs> Yes. I'm Russian. I fucking hate myself. I am so annoying. Yeah. How? But how much Irish are you? Are you? Uh, from what I understand, it's like about it's it's about like it's all on my mother's side. It's just straight Irish. Cool. Yeah. I always thought I was because I was always told, "Oh, you're German and Irish," but I'm only three percent Irish. Oh wow. I know, right? Yeah. I did ancestry. That's why I'm so annoying about it. <laughs> fucking hell and then yeah. i looked it up and how i'm always like i'm percent russian and i'm just the worst about it and it's east it's eastern european slash russian so like prussia so like i'm probably not even russian i'm probably just eastern or ukrainian <laughs> maybe oh. yeah so so funny i'm so goddamn annoying though Two percent Russian, a hundred percent annoying. What's up? One hundred and twenty percent annoying. Okay. Thanks for putting up with me. You're welcome. I love you. Love you. <laughs> okay, so it was this is John Blumen and John Henry Guy. They were part of the Glengarry Light Infantry, which, like I said, saw a lot of shit. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, well, maybe they were just like really disturbed, really traumatized. Um probably just fucking fed up no one wants to be in a war well i mean i'm sure there is people that want to be in the war but you don't really want to be around those people but yeah they're probably it probably was like displaced like anger or something they were like those beers froze and they just took it out on this poor fucking guy yeah it's just like i'm just the lighthouse keeper jesus fucking Christ. killed him but i don't know anything other than that i just know that they were apparently acquitted of the murder but these are the two guys you're acquitted, sure. Crazy, right? Yeah, that's scary, actually. And so, yeah, they say that that lighthouse is haunted by John Paul Redlemuller. So the it's kind of a cool area, like the Toronto Islands being like right there on the lake. So the the ten keepers of the lighthouse, including George Dernan and his father James, who kept watch before him, saw ton of changes from Gibraltar Point. The city grew, new immigrants arrived in ships, the peninsula became the islands when a storm fully separated the sandbar in 1858, mm -hmm. and families moved from the mainland, and in more recent years, the islands became a park and popular summer destination. So it's just a really cool perspective to have. Like, if you're this lighthouse keeper, you get this huge view of, like, obviously, incoming ships or whatever, but on the other side, this growing city. So, like, it's not even at this time we're talking, it was just York. But, like, it's fucking Toronto now. Yeah. So, it's just, like, so cool to imagine all these lighthouse keepers having that view to see the city growing. Mm -hmm. It's just so neat. Yeah. So, the the light in Gibraltar Point Lighthouse was turned off for the last time by lighthouse keeper Deddy Dodds in 1957. And the lighthouse was ultimately decommissioned in 1958. But it is still there. The lighthouse is still there. It's occasionally open for public tours. 
it's not in use anymore, but it still has a keeper. Mm-hmm. So this guy named Manuel Capel, Capel, he's the honorary keeper, and he has been since 1999. And it's because he was That's like such a cool job. He just volunteered to like go up there, keep it tidy, and everything. Oh, I would do that. It's so cool. I Terrible. love it. I'd be the last person you want keeping anything tidy, but <laughs> it's dope. And that is the Gibraltar Lighthouse. I love it. We should go and see if we can spot John Paul's creepy little ghost. Yeah, find the other side of his jaw. Have some, yeah. Yeah. Yes, queen. We're going to have some homebrewed beer with him. This is frozen. This is frozen. I would give a fucking ghost PTSD. (laughs) Is it airy season? It is. across Lake Ontario. Let's go south. And we're going to go towards another old-ass part of Ontario. Mm-hmm. Niagara. All right. Beneath the old Grand Trunk Railroad tracks in Niagara region lies an arched stone tunnel. Legend says this short and spooky tunnel still echoes with the dying screams of a girl who burned alive over 100 years ago. Oh, no. (laughs) This tunnel was built in the 1800s, and it has since become known as the Screaming Tunnel. It was originally built as a drainage passage to keep the train tracks from being flooded, but it also allowed local villagers a path to avoid the oncoming train, so they could just walk underneath the tracks. Mm -hmm. The tunnel is made from limestone bricks. I just thought it was funny because in all of my research, everything is like made from limestone. You need to understand limestone. I like it. <laughs> limestone bricks, just fun fact, yep. are very, very porous stone. Mm-hmm. So the tunnel immediately became super eerie and creepy looking because they're so porous that moss and algae just immediately latched onto it and grew under there because it would get so wet so it's just dingy little creepy tunnel with moss and algae everywhere because mm. limestone is porous oh because it's porous it's a porous is it limestone stone okay porous there was once a small village behind the tunnel, and to this day, remnants of the f- of foundations from, like, the old houses, the old farms and stuff, they're still just, like, lingering amongst the trees oh, back so there. fucking cool. According to legend, this little village was home to an abusive alcoholic man. No. He had a wife and a young daughter. His wife was fed up with his violent temper and his abuse and told him she was leaving with the girl. He flew into a rage and knocked her unconscious. Scared, their daughter fled the home. She ran through the woods and hid in that tunnel. She wasn't there long when she heard her father approaching. But in the darkness, she couldn't see much at all. She could only hear him breathing. She felt liquid being poured over her. Then she saw the small flame from a match as it fell to the ground beside her. Her father had lit her on fire. That's fucking disgusting. She burned to death. Ugh. She burned alive. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so fucked up. This is the version of the legend or whatever that I know. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the one that I always heard. And I first heard it because Steph and I were obsessed with watching Creepy Canada. I don't know if you ever watched that show. I, I probably have. But honestly, like all the creepy Canadian shows have melded together for me. Because I, I think I started watching the ones that were lesser known from YTV. Oh. Yeah. I loved those ones. Yeah. This was on OLN. Okay. Yes, I know. I know exactly like, what you're talking about then. The, the, like the original season. Because it's from like 2002 to 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, hi, I'm Brian O'Day. And this is Creepy Canada. Yeah. And they'd always have him in a weird ass place where it was obviously freezing. Because he's bald and just have this red head. <laughs> And he's like, an old day. And I, Steph and I first had heard about the Screaming Tunnel from that show. Mm-hmm. And this is the story that I heard from that show. Any other time I've heard about this legend, it's this version of the story. But there's two other versions. Oh. So one is that uh, there was that one in that little village I was talking about, there was a farm and it caught on fire. So there was that a little girl that lived in that farm who was stuck in the fire and she managed to get out and she ran screaming from the property, but she had caught on fire. So her hair, her clothes, everything. And she was running for help, but she stopped in the middle of the tunnel and collapsed and died before she could ever find help because she burned how, alive. How far? <laughs> I think it better be real close to the tunnel then. It is, yeah. It's supposed to be like right there. Lastly, the other version that people have heard is that um, a girl, a young girl was walking through the tunnel and she was attacked and raped and the perpetrator lit her body on fire to destroy any sort of evidence. I honestly never heard that version until the research. Mm -hmm. Um, But of these three versions... Pretty much everyone goes by the first one. Yeah. The abusive alcoholic father that lit her on fire on, in the tunnel. Yeah. But despite whatever version you hear or whatever version you believe in. You go with the first one. <laughs> I uh, agreed. That's the one I've grown up with. Um, each legend, though, agrees on two things. One, the girl was on fire and her spirit still haunts the tunnel. And two... If you walk into the tunnel at midnight, stop directly in the middle, and light a match by striking it against the tunnel's walls, you'll hear the girl's screams before a mysterious gust of wind blows out the flame. That's terrifying. I want to do it. I kind of do too. We can go there. Yeah, we should. All right. Okay. Let's go find one of those uh, matches that you can light off fucking anything. I know, right? Okay, yeah. picture in The Mummy when, okay, well, like, I could literally call back anything to The Mummy, but <laughs> in The Mummy, uh, towards the end when um, Rick, so Brendan Fraser, <laughs> oh my god. I had to do that. <laughs> I know you did. When Brendan Fraser and Ardith are... Um, battling all of the mummies that are like coming in through the tunnels and shit mm-hmm. brian fraser just strikes a match right off of artith's cheek oh it's yeah like stubbly yeah yep. just like and it's so smooth because it's rick o'connell and he's fucking slick as shit and it's so good you wanna watch the mummy yeah i'll watch the mummy. i don't think i get a choice in this one <laughs> yeah it sounds like we're watching the mummy tonight <laughs> 
So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even mean to do that. It's like a Brennan Fraser guy. It's God. So hot. (laughs) Okay, so you know how before I was like, people don't even really realize how often movies are filmed in Southern Ontario. Mm -hmm. Well, um, director David Cronenberg created a film adaptation of Stephen King's Dead Zone. And there's a scene in that movie, it's from the 80s, where Christopher Walken is examining this body in a tunnel. Mm-hmm. And that tunnel is the Screaming Tunnel. Wow, really? Yeah, the whole movie was filmed in the Niagara region and the GTA. There's even a scene in that movie where there's a shot of Canada's Wonderland. Oh. It's so, it's fucking Christopher what, Walken. What year is it? In the... It was in the 80s. I think it was 83. I want to watch it just to see what Canada's Wonderland looked like in the 80s. Right? Yeah. So I thought that was so neat. When I was researching, I was like, oh, for fucking hell, it's a fucking Stephen King adaptation, Christopher Walken, and the Screaming Tunnel of all things. But I think it's because David Cronenberg is, he's from Ontario. I don't don't know if he's from the Niagara region or the GTA, but he's from Southern Ontario. They're usually from Scarborough every time I look something up. Or Brampton. Or Brandon, Michael yeah. Sarah. <laughs> Michael Sarah. Yo, he got his start as as brother Bear in the Berns, the Bernstein Bears, all right, it's everyone. A... Did he really? You didn't know that? I didn't know that. He's brother Bear. I just know that he died because he was trying to find his phone all coked up. But then a lamppost came and impaled him and he had the phone in his pocket the whole time. It was really embarrassing. This is um after Rihanna slapped the shit out of him. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> This is you want to get really mad at me for a minute? Uh, for a minute? Se- I haven't even seen that movie. I just know that one scene. <laughs> Dyson, I didn't want to have to do this on the podcast. Yeah. But it's not a very good movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got you because you thought I was going to go, we're breaking up. We already did that on the podcast. I've done that a few times. Still here. It's a fun little, it's a fun little game right, we Michelle play. Michelle Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Mary. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's the screaming tunnel. Let's move from the screaming tunnel. We're gonna go close by, only about ten minutes away. We're gonna head into St. Catharines. Oh no, it's already scary. There's another tunnel there. Except this one has been abandoned for over a century. Hmm. The Meriton Tunnel was also built using limestone. Wow, is that the porous one? It's like so porous and like algae and moss can like stick to it and make it like so creepy and rustic. We're gonna find out like limestone was like the equivalent of using concrete back then. (laughs) Fucking everything was limestone. It was. Yeah. (laughs) Especially in the fucking 1800s. That's true. Because like we have all like... In southern Ontario, especially around here, we had so many quarries where you could just, it was just all limestone. Okay, so this fucking tunnel, it was made of limestone as well. It was completed in 1875 to provide a way for trains traveling along the Grand Trunk Railway to traverse the Welland Canal. So we're only 10 minutes away. I mentioned the Grand Trunk Railway in Screaming Tunnel. Obviously, it's the same tracks, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, But in this specific case, it's to get over the Welland Canal. The canal was created as a way for ships to travel between Lake Erie and Lake Ontario without having to deal with Horseshoe and Niagara Falls. 
Okay. Because they can't get from the States, especially. Yeah. Over the fucking falls. Yeah. Everyone says Niagara Falls, but those spectacular giant ones are Horseshoe Falls. Right. So I have to say Horseshoe and Niagara Falls. So they're like, fuck, how are we going to get around this? So they had to build a canal. Mm Mm-hmm. So it kind of runs like parallel with it, but just farther without the farther precipitous west. drop that would yeah. destroy everything. Exactly. Yeah. The tunnel was only in use until 1915 because a new double-tracked swing bridge was constructed nearby. So the Meriton Tunnel was abandoned, and it has sat on private property for years, just deteriorating to the point that one end is just sinking into the like silt-filled wetland. Mm. The entire area where this tunnel sits seems to be shrouded in dread, and some even believe that it's cursed because of the countless tragedies that have occurred here. Oh, no. Ready to hear some tragedies? Hit me with the tragedies. Here's the first one. Well, I mean, there's a lot, so here's the ones that I'm going to tell you about. Okay. Yeah, give me the highlights. On Saturday, January 3rd, 1903, engine number 975 left Niagara Falls at 6 a.m. for a trip to Hamilton. A second train, engine number four, was an express train set for Meriton. A bit after 7 a.m., the two trains collided at full steam. Luckily, the engineers escaped alive. They were injured. They had um, a couple broken limbs and minor cuts to their faces and arms and stuff. Mm -hmm. But not everyone was so lucky to have escaped with their life. When the trains collided, Abraham DeSalt, a fireman that was aboard engine 975, smashed into the boiler, receiving burns to 90% of his body. Oh. They rushed him to St. Catherine's Hospital, but he died five hours later. No, that's such a prolonged death. Yeah. Oh. 90% 90% of your body. Like, really, it's final, your whole body. That's some final destination shit. Launched into a boiler, basically. Is there a final destination with a train? I don't think there is. Uh, well, there, I mean, is. Sean William Scott gets his head cut. Sean William Scott does get his head cut off by a train. I don't watch these movies, Brianna. Okay, well. I go pale. <laughs> does somebody want to be my horror movie buddy? <laughs> Steven. Steven, are you listening? Hey, I, I watched the horror. Can I ones. join Spoils of Horror, Steven? <laughs> Steven, are you there? He's hung up. He hung up. He just texted me. He said I'm busy. He actually he says, says he's doing his hair that night. <laughs> so mm. final destination question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Char- okay, Charles Horning. He's the fireman from the other train, so engine four. Mm-hmm. He was killed instantly in the collision. According to the reporter on scene, Charles was, quote, jammed in the boiler and mangled. Oh. And when rescuers tried to pull his body free from the wreckage, his limbs broke off. Because he was cooked. They took the limbs away, but his midsection was wedged in the wreck and they couldn't free it. And his watch was still attached to one of his arms, just ominously ticking away. Ew. Ew. Ew, if it's, if, oh, that means his arm was out of the boiler. They got all his limbs, but they couldn't get his midsection. It was probably crisped right to it. Oh, it's so gross. Oh, he's part of the train now. He's part of that boiler for sure. Yeah. On June 20th, 
That's Lana Del Rey's birthday, everyone. 1912, but she's not that old. Uh, the OG <laughs> Venice bitch, right? That's it's me, little Venice bitch. Don't see me. The Canadian survey steamer, La Canadienne, veered out of control while traveling through the canal. It rammed into the gates of a canal lock close to the Meriton Tunnel, causing a surge of water that resulted in the deaths of three boys who were just fucking innocently fishing near the canal. But it fucking, fucking flooded, surged. Oh. That fucking sucks. I know. There's nothing you can even do about that. They probably weren't catching anything anyway. No. That's probably makes it way worse. <laughs> Near another canal lock, there once stood St. Peter's Anglican Church. As the church fell into disuse, so did its cemetery. A new cemetery called Lakesview was opened nearby, and though St. Peter's Cemetery remained, it wasn't accepting any more burials because there was a fucking new cemetery. Mm-hmm. When construction began on the fourth version of the Welland Canal, it was determined that the land on which St. Peter's Church and Cemetery stood would have to be flooded in order for the canal to operate properly. I see where this is going. So in 1923, a message went out stating anyone who had relatives interred in the old cemetery and wanted to move their remains to Lakeview Cemetery would have to do so ASAP. Mm -hmm. Because... Any remains that went unclaimed would remain where they were. Yep. Apparently, only 250 of the 913 graves were moved, leaving 663 graves lost in the flooding. Oh, no. To this day, the cemetery still lies submerged just off the coast of the Welland Canal Service Road. So there's 663 graves in the canal. And the body stayed underground no one moved them so they just... didn't pop up no well actually there has been people who have found human remains that yeah. ha- that wash up as especially in southern ontario the water levels are so fucked like we'll, we'll literally flood everything and then we'll have like a dry spell where the everything is shallow mm-hmm. so because of the fluctuating uh water levels Human remains have washed up in that area, and it's because there was 663 graves that remained when they flooded the land. So there's at least 663 ghouls in this area. Oh, God. Isn't that fucked? That is absolutely fucked. I can't believe we we did that. We sent out a letter. It's not our fault only 250 of you moved people. It it wouldn't be right to disturb them from their grave sites, but we're going to flood it. (laughs) Isn't that horrifying? Oh, my God. This is, how you, this is how, like, shit happens, like, poltergeist, man. Yeah. You know what they say about that new cemetery, though? <laughs> what? People are dying to get in. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I said I didn't have any jokes for this episode, and you were happy about it. Now you're trying to steal my thunder. <laughs> if April showers bring May flowers. What do May flowers bring? Pilgrim. <laughs> That's right. On August 6, 1928, eight men were killed in a construction disaster at another canal lock. So these canal locks are just knocking down all of the men. Dangerous as shit. Yeah. T- two others that were injured in this fucking construction disaster, they later died from their injuries that they sustained. So I don't know. They maybe they went to the hospital or they thought they were fine, but in total 10 people were killed in this one accident. Oh. 
During the construction of a bridge nearby, a 14-year-old was crushed to death by a boulder. What a way to go. Some Indiana Jones shit. Yeah, honestly. So Uh. in total, during the time that it took to construct the canal, Mm -hmm. over 100 people died. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. So over 100 people died just during the construction. And then let's not forget the 663 people that were just flooded in the cemetery. It's a lot of ghouls. Yeah, you do a seance over there, you got yourself a town hall. <laughs> that was pro- town hall is probably flooded too. <laughs> it was the 1800s. The town hall also was the church. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Very elegant. Welcome. I'm so good. My God. Wait till tourist season. <laughs> because of all of these stories and probably a hundred others that I'm not telling you about. Uh, this area around the Welland Canal is a paranormal hotspot, and it's believed the Meriton Tunnel houses many spirits within its depths. Mm. The tunnel is difficult to see from the abandoned road, but there are trails leading to it if you can find them. If you're lucky enough to find the trails, be careful that the security hired by the Welland Canal doesn't spot you trespassing on the private land. If you find the tunnel and get inside it, the base is slippery with mud and there's a constant dripping of water from above. Even in the dead of summer, the deserted tunnel is cold enough that you can see your breath. Mm. People report hearing screams and voices that don't belong to anyone, the sound of heavy footsteps when no one else is around, and soft mysterious music playing without a source people have felt cold breezes oppressive energy and someone pushing touching and shoving them brand new batteries flashlights electronic equipment all of that will just stop working some people have even seen a creepy ghost dog prowling around mysterious balls of light and blue mist now the blue mist is where the more commonly used name for the tunnel comes from, Blue Ghost Tunnel. And that's because the blue of the blue haze that is seen hovering at the entrance and within the depths of the tunnel. That's so specific. Blue Ghost Tunnel. You want to know yeah. why? Yeah, why? Why you want to know why it's so, so specific? Yeah. Well, a paranormal investigator named Russ inspired the now famous name Blue Ghost Tunnel. Apparently, he was given directions to the Screaming Tunnel. Remember, it's only 10 minutes away. Mm -hmm. So at some point, he got lost trying to find it. He stumbled upon a pathway past an abandoned canal lock, which led him down a hill to a gravel-lined path and to the eerie tunnel entrance. Once discovering it, he was like, oh, shit, that's really fucking cool. And he decided that he would keep going back. So he would go back. He would take photos. He would investigate. And during one of these visits, he snapped a photo of an ominous mist floating at the entrance of the tunnel. It was shaped like a person, and it was a light shade of blue. Oh. Hence. Blue ghost tunnel. Thank you. I was like, hence. Blue mist tunnel. Blue misty way. (laughs) (laughs) Blue misty way. Blue misty way. That sounds like either a delicious new drink or disgusting candy bar. Ew. Yeah, it does. 
Remember, if you're brave enough to venture to the Blue Ghost Tunnel, and even luckier to actually find it, beware. One wrong turn could send you plunging 100 feet into the depths of the Welland Canal. Holy shit. And also, we are in no way encouraging you to go find that place. I don't think that beware you could plunge to your death sounds like, hey, go there. Covering bases. Okay. Don't sue me. Liability reasons. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're a fucking grown-ass person probably, so do what you want, but don't blame us when you fucking plunge 100 feet to your death. Now, let's head over to Dundas Valley, a little valley at the bottom of the Niagara Escarpment. Today, Dundas Valley is a conservation area with a 40-kilometer trail system where people go to hike, movies are filmed there, and they do uh, haunted walks and ghost tours. Two of my favorite movies from the 2000s are actually filmed in Dundas, Cabin Fever Mm -hmm. and Wrong Turn. Oh. So cool. Yeah. Uh, They also have filmed The West Wing and 2007's Incredible Hulk. What? They filmed The West Wing there? Uh Uh-huh. Whoa. I have to look up what episode that is because I really want to watch it again. It's like a a recurring part of it. So they were there often. Wow. And Love Aaron Sorkin. I knew that one was for you. Thank you. And then Man of the Year, starring Robin Williams, was filmed in Dundas as well. And people were like really pumped about it because he was so sweet. He, anyone he met, he would talk to. He took countless photos, gave countless autographs, and was just a fucking sweetheart to everyone. No. Oh. Yeah. Love Robin Williams. Rest in peace. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, Dundas Valley. Back in the day, the area was home to a popular hotel, a train station, and a magnificent stone mansion called the Hermitage. Hmm. Uh, a sulfurous spring was found in the area in the mid-1800s, which was a huge deal back then because sulfur was Kobe. He's going to drink his Coors Light. <laughs> Son. It's Aries season. I know, right? He's celebrating. My boyfriend and my cat are both Aries and they're both Year of the Monkey. Yeah, boy. And they're obsessed with each other. I know. Fucking love that kid. So like I said, that Sulphur Springs Hotel opened. Um, They totally exploited this Sulphur Spring that was found. And their huge major feature was a mineral spa. And it was, it grew in popularity quickly. And it was like the summertime destination for people like people would go there from all over the place mm-hmm. sadly just as quickly as it became popular it closed in 1910 so it was open from the 80s 1880s until 1910 because it was ravaged by fire oh twice oh <laughs> they were like oh I guess we'll just close this bitch down yeah sounds like sounds like it's the devil's sulfur bath Ooh. Mm. Doesn't sulfur smell like shit? The devil's punch bowl, the devil's <gasps> bathtub. You're welcome. The devil's punch bowl. Yeah, oh, which is which is near. It's, it's near here. Yeah, it's yeah. in Hamilton. It's a waterfall ish. It's like literally a dribble. <laughs> water barely comes out of it unless it's after winter. 
The majority of the hauntings and ghostly things happen where the hermitage once stood. Legend goes, Greek immigrants Otto Ives, his wife Magdalene, and her niece moved to the modest home in 1833. Otto hired a coachman named William Black, who also briefly worked as an English tutor, since um, Otto's wife and the niece only spoke Greek. So it was like a double whammy, like, yo, you can be our coachman and you can also kind of teach these ladies English? Mm -hmm. Fucking sick. Yeah. Being around the house so much and spending so much time with the ladies, William fell in love with the niece and they began a love affair. William finally asked Otto for permission to marry the niece, but Otto grew really angry with the request and immediately rejected the proposal. Oh, shit. He was probably like, <laughs> she's 10. <laughs> I was going to say, she will not marry below her class. And you come in. She's 10. No, she was 11. God. It's <laughs> great. It's not a monster. Yeah, you went right to the romantic Heathcliff scenario, and I went, she's 10. <laughs> Pervert alert him. Pervert alert him. Pervert alert him. Oh, so he was like, no, fuck you, Coachman William Black. You're not marrying my... Coach Black. Co Coachman Black. He was a coachman and his name's William Black. Mm -hmm. No, Coach. It tickles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goddamn. Did that go up your nose? It did. Yeah, I got crows gotcha. light up the nose. <laughs> fuck. The next morning, Otto and his wife had plans to go out, so they went outside where William was supposed to be waiting for them with the carriage, but he wasn't there. So Otto went to the barn to see why their coachman wasn't out front with the carriage, and that's when he found William hanging from the rafters in the barn. Oh, no. He had hung himself. Probably just so heartbroken that he could not marry his love, because if he did... She would be marrying below his class, or it's because she was 10, if you asked Dyson. <laughs> At this time, remember, we're in the fucking 1830s. Suicide was a huge no-no. Mm -hmm. And it was illegal for anyone to be buried in a Catholic cemetery if they had been, if they had died by suicide. I thought you were going to say it was illegal to commit suicide. <laughs> and I thought you thought, I was going to say that you thought... It was illegal to marry a 10-year-old. <laughs> oh, no. Not That's crazy. Then. No. <laughs> 1830s, marry a five-year-old. It's fucked. I'm, we're, we're fucked. <laughs> what God would have wanted. <laughs> so. Cut that, cut that. Cut that, cut that. Otto cut William's body down and buried him in an unmarked grave at a nearby crossroads. Since he fucking knew, rude. Well, he knew he couldn't. He fucking committed suicide in their barn. Still market. It. It's but it, he was gonna marry below. He wanted to marry a woman who, and he was so below the class. He gets an unmarked grave at a nearby crossroads. Yeah. That's the marking. The crossroads. Mm. Nah? Well, you eh? know what? Last eh? last place I would I would bury someone would be the crossroads, where you can sell your soul to the devil. How about this? Great, great um, reference, by the way. But it's uh, now a lover's lane. How about that? Uh -huh. 
on a moonlit night, you might see William Black walking between the carriage house and the hermitage ruins, calling out and grieving for his lost love. People parked at Lover's Lane have sometimes seen William arm-in-arm with his lost love, walking into the woods and suddenly vanishing. Wow. It's nice he found his love. Yeah. But I can also see the way you're looking at me and you're like, ruins? I thought it was a gorgeous, beautiful, magnificent mansion. Yeah. Well, it does. the Hermitage does not stand like it used to. No? The interior was destroyed in a fire in 1934. Oh no! Leaving only the walls standing because it's limestone. But guys, it's limestone. They're they're top tier <sighs> building material. But they are slowly deteriorating because it was 1934. Okay, so they were yeah. slowly deteriorating, and recently the old ruins were dismantled, and a new reconstruction was made by the city. Really? Yeah, it's really beautiful. They like will even like host weddings and shit there. Oh, like, that would be so a, cool. They did a great job recreating it based on old photos. Mm-hmm. It is exactly the exterior walls of the Hermitage, but obviously reconstructed. Yeah. It's gorgeous. You want me to show you a photo? Yes. It's beautiful. I love that shit. I love when they remake it. Mm-hmm. I hope they have um, that like kind of like uh, sometimes like when you go to like old ancient ruins, they put that little... Uh, uh, almost like a plaque or something where you like oh, yeah. scan to see what it looked like before and then you see the but, you, I, but they have the one where it's made of glass i love that and you, you said can that. walk up to it and the perspective you have when you look at the plaque made of glass is they will have it so that it's a window for all the parts that are standing and then they color in the parts that are oh yeah um, it's like okay well here's original structure and here's where we've sort of re- reimagined it and like reconstructed it the best that we can mm-hmm It'll be yeah. like, oh, look at the diagram. Red means it's reconstructed. Blue means it's OG. Yeah, and you, but like because they made it glass, like you can literally stand in front of it, and like the reconstructed parts are painted onto the glass. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, it's dope. I love shit like that. Here's the ruins. Um, oh yeah, isn't it? Oh, beautiful? you could tell it was fancy. Right here, this is a photo of what of how it looks now. Mm-hmm. And that's all of the chairs set up because someone was going to have a wedding there. Oh, nice. Uh, welcome to our happily ever after someone. No fucking idea what that says. Ragu. <laughs> <laughs> Ratty and Crara. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it beautiful? It and is. It's very nice. That's the reconstruction. And then um, in this photo... You can see that's the original ruin. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. That's the original ruins. Mm-hmm. And that is them, like, reconstructing it. Oh, they they kind of built it in front of it. Yeah. It's really oh, nice, nice, though. Yeah. I love it. I've been there a few times. It's beautiful. Mm. Um, wandering through Dundas Valley to get to the Hermitage, you'll hear disembodied voices if you listen closely. Near the ruins, people have seen glowing corpses that slowly sink into the ground and disappear. Whoa. How is it that I've heard ghost stories all the time, but I've never heard someone say that the ghosts fucking just... Slowly sink into the yeah, ground. Yeah, they always just... They just vanish, like, it's ethereally. It's always, oh, and they vanish into thin air. No, yeah. these ones slowly sink into the ground. Oh. 
It's yeah. kind of funny though, because I'm imagining when they get to like the <laughs> cheeks, they're just kind of peeking out at you. <laughs> it's funny to imagine, but also Terrifying. let's say you didn't see them slowly sinking. You just look over and there's just a ghoul eyes only peeking out of the ground. Oh, that makes it so much scarier. Ew! Yeah. I like it. Me too. I love it. Let's go and find a glowing corpse that sinks into the ground. Oh yeah. I love you too, babe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So where the second story of the hermitage used to exist, people have seen a woman just pacing the invisible floor. Really? Oh, that's got to be nuts. That would be wild. That would be... The stories out of this one are just so detailed on like like things you wouldn't just regularly think of. That's so cool, right? Yeah. Think of any other ghost story where you heard, heard stuff like this, like, oh, they're haunting the grounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, you'll, you might But no, these, these ones are fucking literally walking ghost floors. Yeah, pacing the invisible floors of the second story. Who I Who thinks love that. of that shit? I've never heard of it in my life. I love that. And then you know how you had said, like, you're talking about how you can look through those, like, glass uh, diagrams. viewers, diagrams, whatever, mm-hmm. see what pieces are OGs, see what pieces are man-made or, like, uh, reconstructed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, some people have seen the hermitage appear before them as it looked a hundred years ago like candle lights candle lit fully intact everything that it would have looked like in the 1800s just before their eyes yeah how cool would that be that would be awesome it would be amazing because like would you walk in yes yeah a hundred percent probably and they say i would (laughs) but no no no, they wouldn't no Okay, I didn't mean it. You're 27. Like, it would. <laughs> That's not funny anymore. <laughs> I meant it would probably fuck me like it's a bad idea. You could enter some sort of weird portal or some yeah, shit. Yeah, you could 100% enter a weird fucking portal. But I would do it. It'd be sick. It'd be a cool experience. It's kind of like uh, Midnight in Paris, where. Um, Does that have Owen Wilson? Yeah, where Owen Wilson's, <sighs> um, f- like. A secondary love interest whoever that is was obsessed with the period before the the uh, modernists mm-hmm. but she decides to stay yeah yeah that's some bad news though that's not a good idea so are you saying i should not enter the mansion when probably, i see it probably you probably have to it's probably around the same time back. too right if it's in the mid 1800s, that would have been around. Yes, the same it would time. be. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so no, the I romantic won't. era. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. I'm also not romantic at all. It doesn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> this last one is for you, Dyson. Ooh. Hamilton, Ontario. Easily one of the most haunted places ever. Mm-hmm. The Winking Judge. Easily one of the best little old English style pubs ever. Mm. For, former pub. Well, I don't know if it's... I think it's still open, but it's not the Winking Judge anymore. Really? They closed it? The pandemic hit them real hard. Oh, well. So they sold it. I think now it's just called The Judge. They okay. try. They... When I was researching, I read an article. I think it said, like, they'll try and keep its, you know, the ambiance the same. Character. But it is totally, like, under new management and stuff. Okay. Yep. 
That's a shame. But it's still, I love that place. Little, cute little pub. Haunted as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually been hundreds of reports of spooky sightings made by both employers and patrons at the pub. Mm-hmm. The most popular sighting usually happens on the second floor, where people see an elderly man in a dark suit wearing an old Lincoln-style top hat, who's being called either Gord or the Judge. If you're hardcore into the winking judge, you're, you are a regular, or you work there, he's Gord. Mm-hmm. If you're just, you know, nonchalantly talking about it, people will be like, oh, people call him the judge. And I like this story because I'm pretty sure we were there and we asked one of them at one point. Of course, everywhere I go, that's yep. supposed to be haunted. I, I'm so annoying. Remember when we went to Kingston Penn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> was like no i'm asking you everything i can think of i asked about paul bernardo i asked about anything haunted i was just like i'm getting my money's worth and it was before i could figure out anything about true crime yet so i went into the visitations section was like is this where carla homoka stayed <laughs> i just elbow you right in the ribs yeah and the guide was right behind prison, me you idiot <laughs> That was great. I she was like really cool with us though because we were just nice and normal. Yeah, like that, she gave you so much leeway. Yeah, like oh. that tour. You're at fucking Kingston Pen, the most famous former prison in all of Canada, mm-hmm. where fucking people like Paul Bernardo were. Mm-hmm. It is old as shit. They filmed so many fucking sick movies there. There's like a whole scene of there was Star like Trek two that was riots filmed there. That went over there. It is a huge deal. And our t- the group we went was so goddamn boring. It was like they were dragged there and held at gunpoint. Yep. And everything, I was like raising my hand, asking a million questions. There was times when I'm sure you were looking around, wondering where I was, and it's just because I had wandered away to yeah. go and look at some shit I wanted because I was like so nice and normal to the the guide. So she. Probably Probably we, was like we're missing a person, but we also she's had cool. a we also had a system. If you strayed far back, I strayed <laughs> mid back, so that the guide at the front would see me and know you're not far. <laughs> That's what I was doing most of the time. So I wasn't like right beside you, but I was at the same time like, yeah. What you looking at? Because I you were you were like my bellwether. If you stopped, <laughs> I would also kind of just peek over and be like, what what is it? She'll and tell you, me about it later. Yeah, and then you'd just be like. They left the books and all the stuff there. I know. And, I, and then immediately afterwards, they gathered us all into the room. And then one of the guards was like, if you noticed, all the stuff are furnished with things that the the cell, the, the inmates left inmates behind. When they were, were transferred, when Kingston Pen was uh, closed down, they were transferred to a new prison that was made in a nearby uh, town called Bath. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, they left a bunch of shit behind that they didn't want. So yeah. there's like old clothes, books, radios, Send them over to shoes, Bath to clean up their act. Clean up their ass. And <laughs> uh, they would, whatever was left behind, they used it to furnish the essentially like cells. Um, well, they are cells. They would like, they staged them. Mm-hmm. And the main reason Kingston Pen was closed is because it didn't meet regulation anymore. The cells were way too small mm-hmm. for the upgraded regulation and the whole thing is made of limestone so you can't just <laughs> easily modify it and it's a huge ass prison yeah so they were like it's gonna cost us just as much money to modify everything in here mm-hmm. as as it would to just build a new jail yeah and to call it back like you asking questions about like oh is it haunted 
And you know what? Good thing you fucking asked because yeah, it's it's so goddamn haunted that they have tours. Multiple tours. Yeah, which we weren't on. We were on the prison we were, tour. Yeah, we were on the one just to go through the pen and hear all of the stories, walk the grounds, see all of the cool rooms, learn about the history. The bird's nest where all the guards stand with the rifles. Yeah. And it was fucking really cool. So when we we were at the end in the gift shop, I went to our tour guide and I was like, so I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> but this place is supposed to be haunted, right? Do you have any cool ghost stories? And she was like I don't because I don't do that tour, but I do know somebody that does that tour. So if you just kind of hang back for a second, I'll go see if he's available to tell you anything. Mm -hmm. So we did. We just like we did buy stuff from the gift uh, shop, Mm -hmm. um, hung around, looked at all the memorabilia, bought some stuff and then everyone else had left. So that guy came up and he was like, hey, you're the one that wanted to know about some ghost stories. So he told us a couple really cool ghost stories. But of Mm -hmm. course, which... (laughs) Kudos to him. He was like, if you want to learn more, you're going to have to come on one of our ghost tours. Yeah, you want to hear the good ones, you have to come. He he gave us a a breakout breakout ghost story. Yeah, he gave us a couple of really good ones. It was sad, too, because it was like... I know. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're not going to dive into it, but we should go back. Anywhere we go, I feel like, is going to have some history. Mm -hmm. We're in Southern Ontario, for God's sake. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys know this. This has turned into a tourism podcast. Come to Southern Ontario, the most haunted place in the world. <laughs> Welcome to Haunted Ontario. Haunted Ontario. Like what a northern Ontario. There's nothing there. Just mosquitoes and wildfires. <laughs> okay, so back to Gord or the judge. We're calling him Gord because we're OGs. We're we've been there once or twice. He's yeah. Gord. Yeah, if you've been there over 20 times, it's fine. <laughs> well, we don't have a problem. People have seen Gord walking the hallway on the second floor, appearing near windows, and hovering outside the frosted glass of the men's washroom. People hanging out on the second floor will sometimes hear the stairs leading up to the forbidden attic creak with footsteps. And they go to investigate. No one is there. Mm. A man whose grandparents used to live in the Winking Judge when it was a house, because it is uh, like sort of townhouse style home that was converted into a pub. So when it was still a home, this guy um, said when his grandparents lived there, everyone would be downstairs on the main floor and they'd hear mysterious footsteps and creaking floorboards coming from the second floor. And his grandfather used to say to him, Never go in the attic because the man will get you. Oh, that's so fucked. And also, like, being there, like, if someone's walking in the second floor, you know, you hear it clear as day. Yeah. Like, it's not one of those, like, oh, like, am I hearing the house settling? Like, no. No, it's obvious. You hear it. It's, yeah. Because you have to, because we, when we would go there, we would always be on the second floor. Mm-hmm. But, ev- like, if you want to order drinks, get food, go outside, you have to be on the main floor. Mm-hmm. So, we would always go back downstairs and you're, you ha- you're standing there waiting for your turn to order. But that's also, they have, like, that old school chalkboard where all of the drinks are listed. Mm-hmm. So, you're, like, taking your time, reading what drink you want, waiting to pay for your drink. And you can hear everything going on above you and the slightest walking. And you can hear people walking to the bathroom or walking to come back downstairs. You can tell people are walking. There's no mistaking, like someone's stepping. And that's what this they would hear when they were in the house. Mm -hmm. 
multiple patrons have said that they'd be in the pub and they'd feel this distinct sensation uh, of a cat rubbing up against their leg. And so they would like reach down to go and pet the cat, but nothing is there. This fucking place has a ghost cat. There's a ghost kitten. And we've been there a million times and I never fucking had an experience with the ghost cat. It's probably you probably did. It was probably hanging around you all the time. But I'm just I'm just like so Dylan. in tune with cats that I wouldn't even notice. It's like second yeah, like nature. Was, you just saw a cat. That's right. People have seen wisps of smoke. And I don't know if that if that means like ectoplasm or the sensing of a presence or if it means maybe Gord is like a pipe smoker. Not positive, but people have seen wisps of smoke. Mm-hmm. And the Southern Ontario Paranormal Society investigated the pub. And when they were recording in the basement, they captured the voice of a child saying, I can hear you. Oh, no. Oh, at a pub now. Oh. That's not good. You're going to get shut down again. <laughs> again. It wasn't their fault. It's the pandemic. Yeah. No, that's that's crazy. I hope and you. It, it also, it was kind of really cool hearing that because it, to me, like that seeing it as a pub and then you just kind of going like hey just remember like this was a house at one point mm-hmm. like really just put me back because it you, if you walk in there it literally is like a victoria era home with town carpets home. and everything townhome like townhome mm-hmm. victorian yeah. style townhouse yeah and w- another i was reminded when i was doing this research that there's a third floor yeah the blocked off part yeah where if you're if you're on that second floor it's where everyone plays darts mm-hmm and next to it is the stairs that lead up, but that's like yeah. forbidden. You can't go up there because apparently. Didn't that's... you want to walk up there? Didn't you like almost walk up there when you first came back? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but there was all those people playing darts, and I was afraid of them. Yeah. I was like, "Don't fucking if you're here to play darts, I don't want to associate with you, and I don't want you to ask me to play darts with you because the answer is always no." Yeah. So I was like, "I'm not gonna do it," but that's like the forbidden floor where they say Gord hides up there. Oh, he hides. When you're, uh, when you would go in to the man's washroom, take a leak, you know, mm-hmm. you ever see a creepy person looming in the frosted glass? No, but I'll tell you what. Every time I walked into that washroom, I was prepared to square up as if there were. <laughs> Is that the smallest washroom you've ever been in in your life? It's super small. Yeah. Okay, so the women's washroom. It's like you walk in very briefly and then you have to take an immediate left-hand turn and it takes you to this ghetto-ass sink that never fully turns off uh, with a mm-hmm. mirror and then there's two tiny-ass stalls. So yep. is yours the same but a urinal in a stall? Yeah, yeah. So if, if you're looking <laughs> at it, there's the, there's the mirror in the sink, directly to the right, urinal, behind me, two stalls. Oh. Uh, to the, if I'm looking at the mirror, right? Um, to the just immediate like if I took one shimmy to the right I'm at the urinal and my arm is against the wall mm-hmm. already that's where the glass is and uh, did you ever see someone looking at you I have not seen well, someone Gord look is at me to creep on but to be in. quite honest it's not like I had exactly 2020 vision when I'm in there because <laughs> we're drinking craft beer we're, yeah we're drinking shit that they um, won't even they're not even allowed to serve you in a pint because it's so high in alcohol. Like, I think yeah. one of them was, like, near 40%. Oh, that one was so good, too. Yeah, it was it was aged in a whiskey barrel yeah. or something, too. And they then have there's amazing the, uh, beers there. I forget what it was. Uh, dementia or something abs. I'll have to look it up, but it was the, the Pink Elephant one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Pink Elephant, yeah. They got, like, all kinds of cool signs, like, advertisements 
advertisements in there too that have like the pink elephant on them mm-hmm. yeah i love i oh. knock you on your ass i i know right yeah i really hope that the new management is treating it just like the traditional winking judge i don't think they could get away with fucking around with that place to be quite honest augusta is not a place where you can change the character of it right and then if you did you'd be pr- you'd honestly i would be scared to fuck around with it because if you did change the character of, of augusta uh, it's haunted you would be part of the story right you don't want to be part Gord of that would come and rip your dick off and you're peeing yeah <laughs> Gord Gord is freaky. By and rip your gourd off okay so that concludes the this episode of all of the spooky places in southern ontario mm-hmm. i would like to have this be like an ongoing series it doesn't have to necessarily be southern ontario but to to cover like creepy haunted places in certain areas yeah i think it would be really cool and fun and just a nice way for us to be able to loosen up to have lighter research and stuff because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day we both are really busy we do have full-time jobs outside of the podcast so Mm -hmm. it is sometimes nice when things are heavy to have these more um reasonable research wise episodes yeah and i also i think i just i always have a soft spot for when podcasts cover the paranormal stuff anyway i think it fits so well and it's just so much more fun because i mean like you are covering murder you are covering real events that have real world impacts right now um and then to be able to you know kind of take that off for a minute and then just cover um you know paranormal kind of haunting stuff where speculation is part of the fun it doesn't have to be hard facts for every single aspect right. of a story, um, you get to kind of wonder. There's a little mystery there. I love that. That's know. very true. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode. We hope you liked it, all of the spooky shit. It's nice to have a little spooky, spooky episode. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you rate and subscribe to the show. We are available wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Your kind words, support, and encouragement mean the world to us. We, like, we work so hard on this show. We work so hard on each episode, and we make and we make sure that we deliver you just the best content that we can. So make sure that you share the show with the, the spooky bitches in your life. Yeah, that's your homework. <laughs> you listening right now? Yeah, you. Yeah, that's your homework. And no, the bell does not dismiss you. I dismiss you. <laughs> If each one of you listening shares the show with just one friend, family member, equally creepy weirdo, whatever, then that's one more set of ear holes that that we're in. And we can <laughs> dig it. Yeah. And honestly, those those reviews go a long way. Not not just for helping us grow, but also just encouraging us to continue. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun and you know, when you get someone to say that they like it too, it just it makes your week. We're just doing our damnedest, Mm -hmm. making a show we love. This is our little passion project. So just share the show with a homie. Subscribe, rate. It means a lot. Yeah. And thank you. Of course, thank you. Fucking love you guys. We do fucking love you guys. (laughs) Fucking love. fucking follow (laughs) our show. (laughs) Fuck. We'll catch you on the dark side. Outro music. Hellish, dark, hard, aggressive, trap beat. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love bees. <laughs> oh my, I love bees. How you doing, bud? That bag is for you. Get <laughs> oh, he's in it. it. Yo, oh, he's a bird. That was fucking sick. Did you see that? Yeah, that was he crazy. used his back feet to kick off the wall. Yeah. Fucking sick. I fucking taught him that move. Too fast. Too furious. Okay. Why do I feel like whenever I look at, at Kobe, I feel like in, in it, like, I look into his eyes and I just feel like in his head, he's just hearing Billy Talent just constantly playing. I'm a ghost and never found. Falling leaves, falling leaves, falling leaves on the ground. Then he goes and eats some grass. Eating grass, eating grass, eating grass on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it is on the ground. Yeah, it really is. I know, because I've kicked it over a few times. I've grown them cat grass, okay? It's good for their bellies. Yeah. He needs it for his belly. I'm stressed out because it's Aries season and I'm dating an Aries. Woo! <laughs> Did that peak? Oh, shit. Now that is a sound wave. It's peak Why Austin. do we do this every episode we start? We're like, we should probably speak in a British accent, right? Yeah, we should. Yeah. Oh, I just had to stop myself again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. We do. Okay, we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move on from this. Big British UK accent. following. Okay, let's get it out of our system for a second. Perfectly splendid. Okay, I'm done. Took a shit on a log dump. <laughs> she's the one that was all sixes and sevens. Yes, and she's the one that's shat it's on, on a turtle. turtle. Okay, 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 that's it. Okay, we're done. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, oh. Oof. where am I? Oh my goodness, it's hot in here. Kobe Jr.'s eyebrow <clears throat> just got burnt off. <laughs> Kobe! What the fuck? <laughs> 